Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to the Scott and Jai Show on Radio X. Giddy up. Where we are all about lending an ear. Trying to move Tell on, Tell me mate. how you really feel. I love you, mate. I love you. No matter which way you go. Look. Sharing stories. But no, I have ended up in the emergency room after with a broken... And helping each other out. Called you, big fella. Yeah, call- said we need to go look around the town. Called for reinforcement. Yeah. That's the way. Brilliant. My new boss will probably be listening and going, thanks, Jai. Join us every Sunday at 10 a.m., Live on air. Catch the highlights 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. weeknights. The podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. So hit that subscribe button and join the conversation. We are all about mates helping mates. So whether you're battling the black dog or just need a friendly chat, this is the place to be. The phone number is 074994 or connect with us on social media at The Scott and Jai Show. We want to hear your story because, remember, it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it ain't weak to speak. So come on, join us for some good yarns. Quick side note, I love the dirty mo. Oh, I love it too. What does mum say? There's no dry here, mate. Hang it out. Laughs. Oh, but it was. It's quiet at home. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe even a few tears. Let's tackle life together, one story at a time. Because together, we can make a difference. This is The Scott and Jai Show, where everyone's story matters. Now it's time to share your story. Real stories from real people. People to come on and have a chat to us and tell us their story and how they got through everything and... What, what did they use to help themselves and hopefully people can jump on and they can utilise this platform to listen to and maybe take some tips off other people that are going gone through similar situations to them. It's about mates helping mates. I just want to let everyone know that it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it ain't weak to speak. And this week's story we were joined by Alex. Uh, Alex put up a post on social media uh, wanting some help and we managed to get in touch with him. We did uh, his story time via Zoom. Uh, just before we get into Alex's story. The Scott and Jai Show would like to advise you that this content might include graphic references to topics such as sexual abuse, self-harm, violence and eating disorders. If you want to avoid this content, exact times are given in the show notes. Hey mate, Alex. So you've come come on the podcast today to share your story. I was figuring out where to start. I think it's a hard part sometimes. Um, essentially, I've sort of been chatting to you about what's been going on recently because um, I've been struggling, as a lot of people are at the moment. But um, sort of all started when I had a workplace accident. Yep, and. Um, I've sort of never recovered from that, never got the support I needed to recover from that, and um, it's made it quite difficult to to get another job, really, to, to hold down another job with the injuries that I, I sustained. And unfortunately now, 
uh, me and my fiance are looking at possibly losing our house because we can't afford to live anymore. Yeah, it's not um, it's not good. No, it's not good. State so of what um, what injuries like um, have affected you from working? Like so, I now have um. So I bulged some discs in my back and I tore, I think they call it like an annular sac. Yep. And um, I also have permanent nerve damage now down one of my legs, um, which causes it to just at random times drop out from underneath me and I'll just I'll just hit the ground because I have no control over it. Yeah, like um, uh, and pinched nerve kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, I've got... Um, big, uh, it's good that I got found out because of this, but I've got uh, degenerative spine now as well. Well, if you if you're comfortable talking about it, what um, what happened with your what what was the injury that happened at work? Um, so I slipped over in uh, in a cold room at work and uh, landed flat on my back. Uh, it was not. Up to, unfortunately, up to code, up to safety regulations, and uh, yeah, I just off I went down the ground, smash my, smash myself. When you say um, the business that you worked for wasn't up for code, um, just do you mean by being in a cold room? Obviously, like I have a background of working in hospitality most of my um, younger years. Was it just like they weren't keeping up, keep with uh, non-slip floors and? Yeah, yeah, there was, uh, it was actually, you, you'd, you'd know how wrong this is straight up, Jai. It was um, polished concrete in the cold room. Yeah, okay, yep. Yeah, which is not really Yeah, there was no, no slip mats, none of that. It was just straight polished concrete. So when the um, the condensation going in and out of the fridge, it built up, and then, yeah, it was on the floor, and it was like, it was like black ice. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... Um, you know, it's a collective as a business to be um, making sure that they're on top of that. Um, yeah, definitely. But, yeah. And they made no changes to fix it after the incident happened either. They just sort of let it go. Yeah. So, um, with the transition, obviously, like, I understand with having incident work, you've got to go through protocols and all that. Did what did the business do to support you in trying to get get you fit back for work? Obviously, you've got to be fit for work to be able to attend your normal duties. Pretty much, the business did nothing. They spoke between different stores about me, saying that I'd um, I'd faked my injury and that I was putting it on, um, and just yeah, made it a really terrible experience, really. Yeah, right, which obviously that comes under, you know, well... That's a whole that, separate issue to yeah, that, slipping over. Yeah, that comes under workplace bullying and there's a lot of banners that can fall under. Um, yeah. Which just makes it harder to try and assist a person back into work, which obviously, like, as you mentioned earlier, it's hard for everybody in this um, time and age we're living in um, to obviously make money and to... Um, just do anything early. Um, I think a lot of people are in similar positions and I guess for your part, it's very hard for you to um, 
go back into work with having these injuries. Yeah, yeah, I've tried to go back and I, I did get another job and it was great, but unfortunately once I had to do the physical for that job, I, I failed it with my back, so I lost that. Yeah. Um, and what, like, obviously, like, um, myself especially, but obviously this podcast is about built around building people's, like, understanding around mental health and well-being and obviously utilising um, people's stories and backgrounds for um, mental health. Where would you say uh, your mental health um, with all this happening and obviously your situation now, as you're saying that, um, you know, yourself and your fiancé are really struggling, obviously, to keep a roof over your head? Um, my mental health's been all over the place since it happened. I've ended up uh, in hospital on suicide watch with it all. Um, it's it's really, it, it's taken a hit, I think, almost, if not more than the physical has probably been the mental health side of things. Just sitting around, not being able to do anything in pain all the time sort of eats at it. And then it becomes a feeling of, you know, I should be able to help provide for my family. I should be able to help keep a roof over our heads. And I just, I don't have that ability at the moment. And that, that, I struggle with that. I feel useless at my partner. She's had to, we moved up here for her to do her university course. Yeah. And she's since had to quit university to go back to full-time work and either in, in order to try and sort of keep us above board. But even then she can't get the hours that she needs either to be able to do that. So we're both, yeah, we're both really struggling with it. With all this happening, do you think that it's taking a toll on your relationship or...? Oh, yeah, definitely. We've been fighting, not terribly, but, I mean, we, we'd never had a fight bad prior to this. And we, 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 we fight about, like, money, and I think it's because of the stress as well. We're just both, like, I think reached our sort of peak yeah. stress levels and any little thing at the moment just sort of... Yeah, it niggles at us and sets us off, and yeah, it's really it's taken a strain on that as well, most yep. definitely. So, so you've had the workplace injury. We've had you've had yep. the support the through work cover. We've like you've gone through the work cover stuff. Um, yeah, went through work cover. Yep. So um, where's um, where are you at with that now? Um, work cover, I uh, cut me off not long into work cover because that specialist, um, that specific specialist said that I didn't have any nerve damage and that I was basically fine, even though my personal GP, um, was arguing against that, but obviously work cover's going to take that specialist's, um, opinion over sort of anything else. Um... So, yeah, I think it's been now, that was probably June, I think, that ended. So, yeah, we've had nothing to do with work cover since then. So, no work cover for seven months? Yeah. Man. At zero, I have had zero income other than the month I got at that other job since all this happened. Is there anything um, but like government departments, Centrelink, anything like that? Is there anything that they can I've do? I've applied to Centrelink. Um, they 
just keep telling me they've got a high, what is it, a high, um, like influx of claims and that they'll get to me eventually, but that's been a few months now as well that I'm still waiting to hear yes or no from them. Yeah. What is that for, like, a new start or... Uh, obviously yeah, like, for new start allowance. Because yeah. I'd like to get back to work even if it's like I need to... I'm going to need to retrain into something I've never done before, some sort of admin or or something like that. So, what is your background? I'm hoping to get back to work. Yeah. What's was so? What um? What have you done previously? Um, I was a chef for ten years, and I also installed kitchens. I had my own landscaping business, so I've been. Very active, like very, very manual labor, very active. So it's very hard. As again, it, it sort of affects my mental health to not be able to go out and do that sort of work again as well because that's what I really do love. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Um, I, I'm exactly the same in that sense. I, um, I can work any job, but um, I utmost enjoy being in physical labor. There's something about it in there where you can just... Well, yeah, you finish your day and you feel like you've accomplished something. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, have you thought about, like, doing memory log or, you know, there's all them? I know that, obviously, it's an extra expense and it's an income and it's, I guess, not physical de- demanding as such, besides running in and out yeah. of restaurants. Yeah, yeah, we've I've definitely looked into, like, the Uber Eats and the menu log and stuff like that. The issue with that for me lies that with my leg I can't sit for too long I can't stand for too long I can't lay down for too long without it causing no no it's like uh it's like cold lightning shooting down your leg yeah right that sounds painful very painful it's it's not good It's, it's no pain I've ever felt before until this happened and um have you had much contact with um well obviously the business Every business has managers, but then obviously they have, um, you know, higher HR people. Have you had contact with their HR team around um, in Ingry? Um, I heard from them for the first couple of months, and then I didn't hear anything else from them again. I've emailed them, I've texted them, but since the work cover thing sort of stopped, so did any conversations with the HR for the business. Yeah, I guess being a business that once you once all that stops, it's there's no reason to stay in contact. They're out of the clear, they're pretty much clear. Um, yeah. So, what what's your next step? Obviously, um, this is obviously like something that is affecting your, your way to live. Um, I think that's the most distressing part here. It's affecting, yeah, the way you're living. It's affecting, obviously, your mental health and it's affecting your relationship and things like that. So, what? yeah, what do you do to... Yeah, what's your next steps kind of thing? Uh, currently, it's just the, the same as been for the last few months. Keep trying to get some sort of job to get some sort of income coming in. Um, yeah, just, I guess, keep surviving is probably the best way to explain it. I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel, unfortunately, for some time. Which is a scary but, uh, part, yeah, obviously. Knowing you, yeah, you can't yeah. see a light. Yeah, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's just surviving at this point. 
So, like, you haven't had any response from them. Like, obviously, I understand the processes to getting back to work after an injury. Um, it's like jumping through hoops. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, the business does it to cover their own ass, but obviously, leading back into going back to normal duties, were you, did you, after you're in, you go back to work and get passed out as fit for work? Um, I went back on um, a return to work plan. Yeah. And um, it was, I did like, uh, I think it was three three days a week, five hours a day. And then I was supposed to have so many breaks in between to give my back a rest and all that sort of stuff. But um, unfortunately, the, the workplace wasn't allowing me to have my breaks. Yeah, what, um, like not allocating you, like, obviously... Is it five hours now that you meant to be allocated? I think it's every five, every five hours you got to have a half an hour break. Yeah. So obviously your back to work plan obviously was meant to have breaks in between. Yeah, I was supposed to have a ten minute break every hour. Yep. Um, Which is not. Yeah, well, as unfortunate. Really I wasn't. About it. I wasn't getting that. Yeah. Um, um, did you bring that up to like through my lunch break? Yeah. 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 Um, I had a outside. Um, business come in that was like um, uh, like dedicated to be on my side of it sort of thing to help me navigate like the, the legality process or whatever and uh, they came in we all had a big meeting went well for a week or two and then just went back to the old way again let me get this straight so some so a third party had come in like assess what was going on yeah and they were all good for so long and then it went back to the way it was. Yep. And it was around that time that I I found out that they'd been talking, like doing the bullying in between, in between stores and stuff like that. And I sat down with my partner, waited up, and I said, I don't think it's worth um, the mental health side of things to be going back to somewhere that just doesn't care. Yeah, well, that's the thing with a big business, right? Um, is the only thing in their mind is bringing in an avenue. Profits. Every, yeah, yeah, every 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 business is all about the dollar sign, um, but that's you know when you set back and you have like a family-owned business or you know a smaller business growing, um, you kind of get a bit more support around there. Um, but when you yeah. step into the bigger franchises and big businesses, that's where you start facing you know people that just think they know what's best and. Um, mm-hmm. It, it's staff are monitored, and I think that's the saddest reality of any business and the way people conduct themselves in today's world. Right? I um I have a yeah. saying: treat people the way you want to be treated. Um, and yeah, that's it. You know, I won't treat someone if I didn't expect them to be able to treat me that way. Hmm. So it's sad, and it happens everywhere you go, and you know, um. You know, it's your situation's very hard because obviously you're in a position where, you know, you're struggling with your mental health due to not being able to provide for, you know, your fiance and to be able to, you know, work as a team to excel in what we're meant to call a life. Um, you know, I, I personally couldn't imagine um, what you're going through right now. Back to your partner. So your partner was doing... She was at uni. Is that right? 
Yep. And how's that going? moved up from Brisbane to here for her to do the university course. Yep. What was she studying? Oral health therapy. Is it something that Rocky University only could, like, obviously supply or...? Yeah, yeah, well, there were one in, I think, Melbourne and one in Western Australia and then CQU, I think. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> There's three of the most outrageous places. Yeah. Rockhampton, <laughs> Melbourne, or Western Australia. It's very uh, spread out. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, so both yourself and your fiancé's family are back in Brisbane, or...? Yeah, they're all back in Brisbane. So it's just you and your partner up here? Yep. So you don't have that. It's even worse. Yeah, extra extra support. So is your partner still um, at university? Still doing what? No, he's no. had to. He left um, a few months ago to go back to do full time. She's a dental assistant, so she went into full time work for that. But the hours just haven't been there lately either. So. Just because, like, the, the new year rolling over or... Like... Yeah, rolling into the new year and um, her particular surgery is expanding, so there's been, like, the construction work and stuff, so they haven't been able to have as many days, yep. stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah which makes... Oh, sorry, makes it hard. Um, yeah, right. Just seems to be one one roadblock after the other. It it just it feels never ending to be honest. Yeah, which would be the the hard bit. So I know you um have got GoFundMe page on Facebook, um at the yep. moment, which kind of describes your situation. And I know so, actually I was reading through some of the comments. I didn't see any negative comments, which I thought was pretty good. Normally, when yeah something like that gets posted, it's you know, it's warfare, right? Yeah. And I I think they've said there's a lot of people that have jumped on and commented and said, have you tried this, have you done that? And, and I, I, you know, it's great that people have jumped on and commented and said some sort of things, but it can't, that all that can feel um, overwhelming. Yeah. Have you... Yeah, um, yeah it can be. Have you got much response from having, like, the GoFundMe page up? Uh, no, not a great deal. It's it's one of them things, like Scott was saying, you know, like, it's good that you don't have the negative comments coming in. Um, I personally yeah. haven't seen it as of yet, um, but I also don't go on social media that often. That's Scott's department. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, but yeah, so I, I guess it's a positive, right? Um, but then, you know, I can't imagine, like, I know what it was like to move from the sunny coast to a small town in Alpha, and not, like, I was fortunate enough I had my mum there and my little sister and all that. Um, but I couldn't imagine, you know, moving away from your, your support. Um, not only just you, but your partner as well. And having, you know, obviously you moved up here for a bigger picture and to set yourselves up and for all this to go on and the end result is obviously, you know... Where you're at now. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, we moved up here super hopeful. We were like, yep, I'm going to start afresh. Everything's going to be sort of great. And then I think we moved up here at the beginning of January and the injury happened end of February and it's all just been downhill since then. Like we burnt through. We had a good whack of savings when we moved up here because we knew obviously we were going to need it. Yeah. And we just we burnt through that just trying to trying to keep a roof over our heads really. I believe the Centrelink process for processing payments and things like that at the moment is blowing out to at least three months. That's 90 days. Mm. For, any, for some sort of assistance. Which is crazy, but, yeah. And, you know... I'm, but it's but there you know, in it's there for people like yourself that, you know, are in a situation that you need that support and assistance because of an injury, not because you don't want to go to work and you just want to sit back and smoke a few Billy Joes and... But, you know, that that's my opinion. Like, um, I've grown up with my own difficulties and struggled to get into work and stuff. But I couldn't... Uh, yeah. it, it shouldn't be that hard to get support and assistance when you're in the position that you and your fiancé are in. And yeah. I, I guess that's where mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine being in that situation because I know how I feel when I'm not working. I could only imagine just being stuck at home in pain and not being able to um, do anything about it. Yeah, it did. it's quite frustrating. Again, it did... Um, I feel like I might have developed some... Um, some. I don't know if that's the right words, but maybe some um, extra anger issues around it. Yeah. That's I've just sort of... Uh, everywhere you turn, it's sort of, as Scott said before, it's like a roadblock. It's just can't move forward, can't can't fix it as hard as I try, and it just yeah, it makes me real, really angry about the whole situation. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand that, and I couldn't, yeah, like I've said, I couldn't imagine being in your position, and I could understand, obviously, the anger part, and then yeah, the frustration of, you know, coming from Obviously, you and your fiance never having big arguments, and now, you know, because of the situation and stress and everything, everything just adds on, and now you're starting to argue. It just adds that extra pressure of, like, I'm stuck in this position, and there's nothing, yeah. I, oh, I feel like there's no way out. Um, but yeah, and it, I think it's a fail on a business, um, from understanding, like, so. It's it's a fail to me. It's failed or it's a failure for a business mm. to put someone in this position. Um, and look, pe- people are going to hear this and they can have their opinion, but that's that's my opinion. Obviously, if you were you know one of these people that had an accident and then you're just trying to milk it, well then yeah, yeah. I'd be like. <laughs> Well, you know, you kind of deserve to be in this position, but obviously, we can see that you're not. And, and even for those people, to even like you said before, to even comment and make judgment. Yeah, especially in a workplace, I think without even knowing the situation, yeah. you know. I think that's that's very poor, and you know, as it shows you who that they are as people. Um, yeah. 
whatever anybody says about your situation, like the best advice I could most probably give you is don't take it on board. Um, yeah. Because, like, obviously you've got your own stuff going on. The last thing you needed to be is worrying about people's opinions. And I've been there and I've taken people's opinions on and it's the one thing they'll with your mental health. Um, you know, yeah. and just send you down the the dark hole. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, it's hard enough to battle the black dog, but um, to start taking on people's opinions and them just making their opinions because it either for a business that's putting them out of pocket, or you know, that that's the way a business looks at it. It's like, oh, he's yeah. putting it on. I, like he should just be at work. Yeah, and it's the sad thing. Obviously, Scott, you've been in management before. I've, you know, been in supervisor roles, um, running my own teams with securities, um, and I've seen what real injuries do to people. Obviously, with the, the security background, I've, you know, seen people get hurt, and um, you know, it's just stupid. And I think I'm very fortunate for myself. Is every industry I've worked in. Um, when it comes to this kind of stuff, it's taken quite serious, and it's everybody's looked after. Yeah, uh, I think for a business that I'd be going for a second opinion to make sure I could provide the best support for that staff member that I could. Um, yeah, obviously we don't own that business, so mm. you know it's just you know it scares me to think because obviously my end goal is to own my own business, so. I guess it's an eye-opener to, you know, for me, to the way I want to conduct myself when I own a business. Yeah. Um, And that goes for anybody out there, really, that owns a business, is you've got to be able to conduct yourself in a way that... Well, it's not even that. It's you've got to treat people like human beings every day. Then people are just a number. And even, you know, the follow-up process, because Alex is in the situation where potentially... You could lose where you're living, lose your house. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's, it's that care factor. That's what bothers me the most, is the follow-up and the care factor. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think it's sad. Um, on a management's point of view, you know, if you like, if I was just a manager, obviously managers can't do much. Like, it all comes from a higher hierarchy. <laughs> higher power. <laughs> yeah. A higher power than a manager, but... You know, um, you know, you think that they'd still be trying to be in contact with you to, you know, make sure that, you know, they can support you with whatever they can. Obviously, a manager's hands is tied at once everything's done, but obviously, you know. Too much red tape. It's like yeah. a Labor government. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it is, mate, and... I, I wish we could help you in any way we can. Like, obviously, you can always reach out to us, and you know, um, if there's anything we can do, obviously we'll do our best to help you in any way we can. Um, but you know, it's again like it's just a really shit time. If you are getting to a point that you go back to, you know, suicidal, just the you know, there's so many things out there for blokes. Um, you know, like walk and talk, um, you know, where they have a breakfast every second Sunday and it's a group of blokes that just talk. and um, Those guys are really good. Um, absolutely amazing. The blokes yep. that run that, um, Jordan Jordan and Chris, um, top blokes, 
I've worked in the community sector for years. Um, and just all round blokes that give a shit. Um, yeah. And you know, like, like I was saying, even if you just get out one, what is it? Saturday? Is it Saturday mornings? Saturday mornings, yeah. Yeah. Um, Saturday mornings, um, and just follow them on Facebook. And um, I think they've got one coming up next weekend, the 16th. Mm. But, um, yeah, great blokes. Um, and who knows, you might be able to talk to someone there that might be able to assist you. Um, obviously, the, they're getting bigger and bigger um, in what they're doing. And I take my hat off to them because I think it's amazing what they're doing. And um, yeah. But, yeah, there's definitely support out there. And I think... Uh, when you're facing mental health, I think it, there never used to be this kind of support. Um, and I think what the boys do there with Walk and Talk, um, with the men that turn up, you know, you never know. You might meet someone there that might be able to give you a couple of hours here or there or they might be able to point you in the right direction to talk to someone for more support. Um, because that's yeah. what they specialise in. Obviously, um, myself, like... I did a year in the community sector, but um, and now I'm studying to do counselling. Uh, so yeah, obviously, like I um, most unorganised bunch of blokes you'll ever meet. Huh? Nah, that's the best way to be, though. Um, it just makes it all more fun. And this is what we're about. We're about reaching out to people and you know assisting them where we can. Obviously, we're very restricted um, with what we can do. But, yeah, mate, um, I don't agree with what's happened to you by any means. I think that a business can deal with things a lot better than that. But, obviously, that that's their, their business model that they love. So, um, and it's just, it's a shame. It really is. And, um, mate, just don't give up. There's... Um, There'll be a light at the end of the tunnel. It's just, it's when. Unfortunately, that's the best best thing I say to you. There's yep. always a light at the end of the tunnel, and in every negative situation, there's a positive. You've just got to be willing to dig deep and find it. And it might sound like it is the. You kind of feel like you look back on the last twelve months and you think, you know, oh, I've made a mistake. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. And you reflect on all that stuff. It's better to look back on it and go, that's what happened. Then, you know, what can we do to, to move forward? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely moments in the last 12 months or so that I've looked back on and been like, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have done that that way and I wouldn't be in this position now. But then I look on the flip side and I think, well, no, that at the time was the best decision for me to make and I'm not the one who's put me in this position. No, exactly. Just remembering right. that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and um, obviously you've got a bit of a fight left to um, go before you know it all gets better. But um, and I, I truly, from the bottom of my heart, hope that it gets better for you, mate. Um, Thank you. I, you know, if there's anything that we can do at all um, to help you with anything, um, and we're able to do it, please don't hesitate to reach out. Obviously, we're very tired with. <laughs> what we do, <laughs> what we do at the moment, but um, you know, hopefully well, in the next just, couple yeah, of months, giving me the opportunity to get the story out has been probably one of the best things you could possibly do. 
Sometimes it helps to talk about it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's and that's what Jai and I have said. You know, like you said before, it's a platform for people to talk because if you don't talk and you don't get it out there, um, you let it all fester and build up. You know, boom. boom. And you know, there'll be someone that's downloaded this. They've listened to it. They will be in a similar situation to you, and they'll know that there is a way through it. it at the moment, look like there's a way through, but um, yeah. Yeah, there is always light at the end of the tunnel. And you know, both, all three of us, have been in that situation. And um, yeah, once you hit that light at the end of the tunnel, it's. You go back and you reflect and you go, well, what can I do differently and so on and so forth. So, But definitely um, hit up those guys, um, Jordan and Chris, um, yeah, on well. Facebook, the Walk and Talk Boys. Um, I know Jai's taken me a couple of times. Um, we yeah, haven't, we haven't had a chance to really go back. <laughs> our, our own lives have been a bit hectic. Um, and we're fo- obviously we're focusing on our own thing. Um uh, weekends have turned into um, <laughs> prepping and planning. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like you know, obviously, be able to hear your your story, and um, I see that as a blessing, mate. Um, life is a f- show as it is, as it is, and um, life is about you know getting the most out of it. Obviously, because we only have one shot. Um, and so I can empathise with you where you're put in a position where, you know, you can't even really go out for dinner with your partner or you can't, you know, just go and watch a movie at the cinemas because you, every bit of money you have, you're trying to keep the roof over and over your heads and, you know, um, putting food in the fridge. So, um, you yeah, know... Like it's reached the point sometimes and even like quite recently where we've had to sit down and make the choice whether or not we're paying rent or we're putting food in the house it's it's, it's sort of yeah like i said it's surviving it's do we want the roof over our head or do we want to eat for that day yeah the other thought i just had as well um is like there are other things out there like food bank and Mm. um vinnies and all that sort of stuff and I know there's a there's a stigma around that about going to those places and asking for help and all those sort of stuff. But I tell you what, all those places, including the Salvation Army, actually, I still remember when um, we had a situation, Katie's mentioned it previously um, on podcasts, but we had um, one of the Salvo Army ministers basically come to our house and they're like, okay, tell us what you need. And we held back a lot, you know, because I wasn't proud of the situation that we happened to be in. And they um, assisted with gift cards and, and things like that just to kind of get us by. Yep. Um, that's definitely one one other <laughs> aspect to look at. Is And it, I know it might be, might be tricky at the moment um, because of the cost of living crisis that we're in. But... Um, if you need assistance, all these places are available to you. Um, and um, sure. yeah, I suppose that's another aspect as well as knowing where, where you can go. go if you don't sort of know. Anglicare, um, 
CQ. They're um, a really great organisation. I previously previously worked for them myself. Um, they have a lot of support there. Um, you can just go into the front desk there and um, they'll give you forms to fill out and they do like food hampers. But another thing, um, shoot us a message and if there's any supplies that just give us a list of supplies and we'll see what we can do on our end. You know, if there's supplies that we can give you, um, make up a list um, with your fiancé and by all means give us a couple of weeks and see what we can do on our end and um, try and do the best we can to give you a hand. And we want to okay, appreciate that. We want to touch base with with you again, you know, in a few weeks and see where you're at because we do it's it's all it's all good to come on the podcast once and share the story but it's the follow up and seeing yeah. how you're going and if you're all right with that of course. Yeah, yeah that would be good. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, definitely sit down tonight um, with your fiance and I, I don't care if there's a hundred things on that list, but um, you know, this podcast is about helping people, so we'll obviously put our brains together and um, mates helping mates. Yeah, see what we can do on our end, and um, it'll give us an opportunity to kind of do a bit of outreach within the community. Ah, uh, cool. Thank you. I do. I do really appreciate that. All good, mate. It's all about helping other people. That's it. Thanks for sharing your story, mate. No, thank you for hearing it. And um, please don't hesitate to reach out. You know, if your headspace is in a bad spot, um, you feel like you're at that spot of suicidal, please, honestly, please, I'd prefer to message our page and I'll give you a call and I'd prefer to sit on the phone with you all night than worry about you. Thanks for downloading the Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. Listen to the boys live on Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. on Radio X. How do you listen to Radio X? Go to radiox.com.au and click listen live. Turn up the volume with Radio X. Your ultimate rock destination. Tune in today at radiox.com.au. Radio X.